Sisters of Lynn, happy Friday. This is your first ever listening on the Woman Podcast. My name is Samani Lynn, and I'm the founder and CEO of Woman of Lynn, which is a national women's empowerment organization that is dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and inspiring all women to be boss to support and networking. We partake in a variation of different initiatives like weekly group community service. We have an international motivational podcast that you're listening to right now. We have a one-on-one mentorship program for female entrepreneurs called the Boss Academy, and so, so, so much more. With that being said, you ladies know we have nothing but the best of the best Debbie Bosses with each and every episode. And this Debbie Boss is the daughter of an entrepreneur. She understood one thing early on in life. For entrepreneurs and small business owners, family and business often go hand in hand. We start businesses with our family and for our family. And family is a fuel that motivates us and empowers us to make the sacrifices essential for growth and keeps us grounded with our ultimate purpose. She began Sculpt's corporate family law with the mission to serve both entrepreneurs and families understanding that the two are often inseparable. She received her Juris Doctorate degree from Faulkner University's Thomas Good Jones School of Law. She has always been a fighter. Before starting her career as a lawyer, she fought against educational inequality as a court member of Teach for America in Holy Springs, Mississippi. She formerly served as a criminal appeals and defense associate for one of Birmingham's premier civil litigation law firms and has since transitioned to focus primarily on protecting families and small businesses with the same tenacity and fearlessness with which she has always served. She brings with her experience clerking for the Alabama Attorney General's Office, Civil Division, and several notable law firms in both Montgomery and Birmingham, Alabama. She resides in Alabama with her husband, Dwayne Tolbert, one daughter, Carrington, and a bonus daughter, Dallas. Please welcome the amazing Erica Tolbert, everyone. Hi, everyone. (laughs) So happy to have you here with us this week. You ladies know by reading the title of this episode, it is called Own Your Ish, Trademarking for Bosses. You ladies know we talk about everything in regards to the ins and outs of business, how to be a boss, building your brand, building your business, so on and so forth. But we haven't quite touched on trademarking quite yet. This is definitely a field of expertise for Miss Erica, so we're going to go ahead and hop right on into it. So before we hop into the topic of this week, which is Own Your Ish, Trademarking for Bosses. Give us a little bit more about yourself, Erica. Where are you from? Tell us all about you before we hop into the topic this week. Yes. So um, my name is Erica Scott Talbert, and um, I am from Alabama. I am a trademark attorney. I actually handle family law and trademark um, law, but definitely over the past year since having my um, baby girl, she's seven months old. Her name is Carrington. Um, Since having her, I've definitely... Um, dived way more into the trend, trademark side of my business. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just really, it has really just kind of taken off. Um, and so these days I'm doing more so 90% trademarks and 10% family law. Um, and so I'm very excited to be here today. Um, I, I've learned a lot about trademarks. I'm always learning. I'm a lifelong learner. Um, so I'm definitely excited to also pour into you guys so that you can, you know, know and understand how best to build and protect your brands as well. What inspired you to start your very own brand, empowering female entrepreneurs to establish and protect their brands? Yes. So it, it, I guess it kind of started with, you know, just starting my law, my own law firm in general. I was initially working for a, for a premier law firm in Birmingham, um, and I was actually a criminal appeals attorney. And um, I was kind of going back and forth with whether I wanted to start my own firm. I just felt like I needed more experience. Um, and so even though, you know, while in law school, I had, you know, I tossed around the idea of starting my own practice with my husband. Um 
I just really felt like I needed more experience before, you know, jumping into that. Um, but definitely, you know, when COVID-19 kind of um, happened, that definitely gave me the push to, you know, just believe in myself, really. Um, and so that's when I decided to start my own law firm. Um, actually started in a small room inside of my husband's business. Um, and I started from there. I, I built using what I had, what I had access to, um, and I just kept kept at it. Um, but then, you know, you know, being the child of an entrepreneur, I always, I always had direct exposure to the pros and cons of being an entrepreneur, right? There's like the glamorous side of it, like, hey, I'm my own boss, I set my own hours. But there's also this other very vulnerable side of being an entrepreneur that a lot of people don't know um, until you actually take that leap. And that is, you know, there are a lot of people that take advantage of small business owners, and there's so much um, that goes into being a small business owner. And so definitely, you know, with my practice being um, geared towards helping families and entrepreneurs protect what matters most, um, the trademark side of things just, it really just kind of organically um, evolved. Um, I saw a big exposure of a lot of people who just did not know that their brands were exposed and vulnerable. Um, I grew up, even though my father was an entrepreneur, I just grew up, you know, thinking that, hey, as long as you have your LLC, you're official, you're good, that's all you need, right? Um, and so with myself learning about trademarks on, in a personal capacity, um, I then, you know, immediately I was just like, I have to share this information with my community because so many times, you know, we are operating our businesses, our businesses are, businesses are growing, and then the rug gets pulled from under us. Um, and I just believe that it's definitely in large part um, a lack of knowledge because, you know, the more people are informed, the better decisions they make. And I have been seeing that, seeing that over these last couple of years with working with trademarks is that when people learn, hey, um, just having my business entity is not enough, um, they take that step, you know, that necessary step of protecting their brand to make sure that they actually have that exclusive right of use of their name and their logo in any part of their brand. Um, and so this is kind of like how it organically um, started and just kind of like, it just really lit a fire up under me um, to get the information out there. Definitely. With that being said, what was your turning point when you know, okay, I have to start this? Of course, you spoke a little bit about the importance of owning your name and the fact that a lot of small business owners think that just because their brand and business is legalized, like an LLC or a sole proprietorship legalized in that way, they think that they're okay. So when did you know, okay, I have to start this, I have to put this information out to my community, especially because we're impacted the most. When was your overall turning point when you knew, okay, I have to start this brand I have to get this going I believe that it was probably with working with um, my first couple trademark um, clients I had a client who had been contacted to um, be a part of the world games and um, she already you know she's brilliant she's an engineer but she has this other um, kind of fitness program um, and she was going to be working with the world games and just kind of like you know communicating with her and talking with her about you know about the trademarks um, and about her brand um, it really really uh, I think that was the point that I was I, I became you know more passionate about it um, because I'm just like you know we are all given so many opportunities um, and the opportunity opportunity can kind of come out of left field right a lot of us some of us experience it differently some of us you know 
get an additional thousand followers or 20,000 followers overnight from Instagram or TikTok, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but a lot of times, you know, we don't know that our brand is exposed. Um, and so, you know, I just, I just knew that, you know, with so many different brands, especially, you know, women and mom, mom entrepreneurs, um, you know, just knowing that if I believe in their brand and they believe in their brand, um, other people are also seeing it. And I just, I, I wanted to be able to help in some way. And it kind of started with just, you know, creating reels and content, um, just informing people and educating people. And just from there, it just kind of, you know, took off from there. Yes, love your reels, ladies. If you do not already follow Erica, she will definitely be plugging in her Instagram and other social media platforms at the end of this episode. But with that being said, how important is it to be a businesswoman and have ownership of the brand you build and or start? It's very important. It's it's so important. It's uh, it's kind of like you know you think about the most essential pillars of starting a business. Um, and talking about um, and talking about my reels um, in the past couple of weeks, I actually posted a reel about um, these resources that the United States Small Business Association has on their website. Right, this information is you know available to everybody, but a lot of people do not know. Everybody always runs to Google, you know, or Legal Zoom, you know, <laughs> Lord forbid, Legal Zoom. Um, you know, to try to figure out, okay, I have this business idea, what do I need to do, right? Um, but the US SBA actually has like a list of 10 most important things um, that you want to consider. And these are the things that I promote as well for all of my small business owners and entrepreneurs, okay? Um, now, as pertains to trademarks, one of the pillars of having a strong foundation, establishing a strong foundation, is making sure that your name is registered. Making sure that before you invest any money into branding, website development, um, promotional materials, um, you know, putting your name on products, you know, which inventory can be quite expensive, right? You want to make sure that the name that you're going to go with actually has, um, it, it actually is, is viable, right? Um, because if you're operating your business without the understanding of, um, you know, whether your name is available or having your name trademarked, you run a complete, um, you, you, you're running a risk of completely, you know, exposing yourself to losing your business, okay? And that can come in a, a few different ways, having to, um, you know, rebrand or spend out significantly more money trying to fight for your brand because there are always options to fight, right? But it's just, you know, it's incredibly expensive, um, incredibly, you know, overwhelming. It, it just makes more sense to always think about beginning steps, this is one of those pillars, those beginning steps that you want to take before putting it out there, you know. And I know that it's really exciting for people to, you know, say, hey, I have this cool name. I want to, you know, immediately, you know, um, let my social media following know about it. I want to do like this, um, you know, this launch, this soft launch, you know, things like that. But it's just very important before you get to those steps to, you know, do things the right way when you are informed of what the right way is. As a boss, a lot of people immediately persuade you to start an LLC, corporation, or other. How important do you think it is to wait before you legalize your business? We talked about this a little bit in the last few episodes, but 
waiting to see if you should turn a hobby into a business or if you should just keep it a hobby, I think it's extremely important. A lot of people jump the gun and say, oh, I need to go ahead and LLC this. I need to go ahead and trademark this. I need to go ahead and dish out all these promotional materials, X, Y, and Z, these t-shirts, merch, X, Y, and Z. How important do you think it is to almost have a waiting period before you officially legalize trademark and do everything that's required to, of course, run a successful business and brand? That's a great question. And the answer is it's definitely going to depend, um, you know, person to person, you know, really, because ultimately, you know, one person can say, hey, I want to start this particular business and I'm going to go all in. They know that they're going to, you know, ride the waves, the roller coasters, the ups and downs um, of getting everything going, you know, up and running. Um, the minute that you start, you know, investing your, your money into things, you want to make sure that you're establishing that ownership. Um, because, and I, and I say that because if you're op- operating your business, even if you're not certain if you're going to, you know, have this business for a long time, even if you're not certain, you run the risk of being sued. You open yourself up for a lawsuit for someone who may have a federal trademark that you're infringing on, upon, okay? Um, and they can sue you for all the money that you've made. So um, it's just, there There are a lot of different things to consider, um, and that's kind of why it varies person to person. Um, but definitely, ultimately, you know, stepping into being an entrepreneur, stepping into being a business owner is an incredibly important step. And it takes a lot of responsibility. It takes a lot of having the right mindset, right, and the right commitment to, you know, to really open arm, with open arms, accept everything that comes as it comes. Um, and so it looks different from person to person, entrepreneur to entrepreneur. Um, but definitely, you know, the moment that you decide that this is something that you want to move forward with, that's definitely the, the moment that you want to make sure that you're taking these appropriate steps. Absolutely. A lot of bosses, they're honestly a little bit scared to legalize and or trademark their name in business in the beginning because they aren't aware of the pros and cons of it. So with that being said, of course, as this being your lane of expertise, what would you say are the pros and cons of trademarking? For example, a con could be for some entrepreneurs, it could be expensive, time consuming, et cetera, et cetera. On the flip side, it could be as a pro protection for your business longevity, et cetera, et cetera. So what would you say are the pros? and cons of trademarking. Okay, perfect. So I think that you've definitely already highlighted, you know, some of the, you know, um, the most alarming ones, right? The most alarming pros and cons. Um, but some of the things, you know, to consider with the cons of trademark, let's start there. Um, the cons being timeline. Um, that's something that no one, you know, doesn't matter how much money you have, you will not be able to get over the timeline that it's, you know, it's taking the United States Patent and Trademark Office to process through applications. Right now, it's taken at least a year from start to finish for a strong application, um, just because the USPTO, they're overwhelmed with applications. Everybody is fighting to trademark their name before someone else does, and their logos, and their taglines, you know, all these different things. Um, So that's definitely um, a, a big con the waiting the waiting process okay um, and how long it takes to be official um, now directly averse to that would be the pro the pro is you know there is definitely a silver lining the moment that you file your application it's going to be the moment that we want to look forward to at first okay and I say that because as it pertains to filing trademark applications it's all about 
first to file. Um, for the most part, there are some nuances and some exceptions, um, but so long as you know there has not been any other trademarks that's been filed with the same name or confusingly same name, your application would be your, your protection is going to start the moment you file, um, as opposed to the moment that it's finalized at the end of the year. Okay, so it doesn't matter if someone files a day after you, five weeks after you, seven months after you, while your application is pending, yours would still um, receive the better protection, better layer of protection, um, and priority because you filed first. So there's a direct, you know, uh, reaction to the con, right? Um, the other cons are, you know, you know, as entrepreneurs, we all know that there it seems to be expenses attached to every single thing. Yes, right. We, we you know, we want to, you know, buy paper for printing. Uh, that's a cost. We need to buy the printer. We need to, you know, purchase labels. We need to, you know, buy software. We need to, you know, sign up for the the, the most, you know, important, you know, the most advantageous email marketing. There's it's a cost for every single thing, right? Um, so likewise with trademarks, it is a cost, and because you are deciding to, you know do things the, the best the better way with hiring a legal professional um not just a legal consultant but a legal professional or a licensed attorney um a u.s licensed attorney you're you know you're going to be looking at you know um uh, a pretty little ticket okay <laughs> um and you know just being honest there are um trademark attorneys and law firms that um charge on the higher end of things and there are also some that's in the middle and some are also at the very low end of things, okay? And so it all comes down to making sure that you're looking at what it is that you're getting, okay? So the big con is definitely gonna be the price, the sticker shot. Um, but the pro is, it's an investment in your business, right? It's an investment that you're making sure that the research is done the right way because you don't wanna just file an application and that application is denied because it wasn't prepared and the research wasn't done the correct way. Um, so there are a lot of pros that are, you know, again, directly across the lane from, from that con. Um, and just generally speaking, the cons of trademarking is you may run across you know, complications with your application. The name that you desire may already be trademarked. So you may have to run additional searches. That means that if you have already, you know, branded materials, merchandise, inventory, you know, whatever it is, you will have to change all those things. You have to change your website. You have to change your design. You have to change a lot of things, okay? Um, so that's definitely, you know, one of the kind of worst nice nightmares that you think about when approaching the trademark process. Um, but the pro is to that, um, at least as it pertains to my law firm, I understand that that is, you know, um, a very scary thing. So whereas, you know, most law firms may charge you to run additional searches, they attach, you know, fees for everything. Me, my ultimate goal is to make sure that we have a strong application. And for me, that means that I'm not going to charge you anything additional to run more searches. So we're going to, you know, keep searching until we, you know, find that distinguished name enough. You know, we can change your name enough to the to where, you know, it still um, identifies with what your um, passion is, your heart is with your business. It still represents your business. But at the same time, it is a strong um, name for your trademark. So those are just some pros and cons um, um, that first comes to mind, to name a few. With that being said, we did hear you say um, a bit that the cost of trademarking is a little bit on the higher end. So off the top of your head, what would you say is a good amount for a boss to save in regards to trademarking, um, whether you want to do your name, logo, a tagline, so on and so forth? How much should the boss be listening saving for their trademarks? 
Okay, so um, great question. So generally with trademarks, um, the United States Patent and Trademark Office, um, they require each trademark request to be filed separately. So you're going to be chart, you're going to be filing separate applications for each request for a name. That's an application for a logo. That's an application for a tagline, so on and so forth. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is um, the amount that you would need to save. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> The, the amount that you would need to save is going to come down to how many different goods and services your business offers, um, because that's going to determine how many classes your trademark would need to be registered under. Mm. Now, um, and what I mean by that is, you know, it's not necessarily, it's, it's not required for you to file in every class that your business files under, okay, falls under, um, but you do have to register in at least one class. One class alone is going to be a $250 um, application fee, okay? For each additional class that you add on, that's going to be additional $250 per class, okay? Now, overall, for someone that's looking to trademark their name, we're going to look at, I would say, a good um, amount would be $1249, okay? $1249 is going to be like that trademark package, um, a trademark package that I offer. Um, which is going to include already built in the filing fee for one class, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's basically like you're paying $9.99 for the searches that's going to be done for the preparation of the application for representing you, okay? And then your $2.50 for the class filing fee. Thank you so much for answering that question. I know the lot of, a lot of the bosses listening are probably like, how much should I save? I know filing is like 250 but in regards to that, you know, if I want to hire an actual attorney to do this for me, um, which I think, you know, takes a lot of stress out of the equation. Um, ladies, you guys know Erica is a trademark attorney as well, so please contact our girl to get your trademarks as well after this episode ends. But with that mm-hmm. being said, what has been the most challenging thing you've faced thus far with building your brand and company on the legalization side that you feel like the bosses listening can learn from? I know you said in the beginning of this episode that sometimes us as bosses when we're building our brands and companies, the rug can kind of be pulled up underneath us when we're operating in a certain industry and we already have put our names out there. We've already LLC'd it, X, Y, and Z. And then we find out it's trademark. What's an overall situation that you've been through throughout that legalization process that you would consider was challenging in the beginning that you feel like the ladies listening can learn from? Yes. Um, so it's actually going to be my personal trademark um, story. Um, so definitely, you know, with starting off, you know, opening up my firm, there was so much for me to learn. Um, and where I was able, whereas I was able to lean on mentors for for certain things, um, not necessarily for everything. There are going to be so many things that are going to be unique to you. And one thing my husband always says is that your business is going to run how you run. Okay. Um, so there are just so many details and nuances that only you will be able to answer. Okay. That only you will be able to find the solution for. So that in and of itself has been um, um, definitely challenging. Especially going into, you know, um, leaning more into the trademark side of my firm. Um, it's, you know, just like any other entrepreneur, I'm doing my market research, right? I'm looking at other people that I look up to that are in the industry. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's very important that we are very sensitive to make sure that, you know, while there are other people in our industry that we look up to, that we are not replicating what they are doing, okay? Um, you want to make sure that you are 
you know, you glean from them in a positive way, but you don't end up becoming a copycat and you don't end up stealing what it is that they're building, okay? Because nobody wants to be that person. Nobody likes those people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's very important. At the same time, you know, balancing learning and being um, influenced, but at the same time, remembering what your core is, the core of your business and staying true to that. You know, even, you know, though we are, you know, faced with so many other people and businesses in our same industry, staying core, staying true to your core. For me, I knew that, you know, once I decided to pour more into the trademark side of things, I didn't want to distract people from the family law. I didn't want to distract people by the family law part of my business. So I wanted to offer um, a, a different name that would only be for my trademark services. And literally, it took me an entire year to finally find the name that would be worth trademarking. I would come up with the name and I'm like, okay, I'm excited about it. I would go do the search, the name is taken. I would, you know, and that happened to me a couple times. And so I personally know the frustration that goes behind it, you know, that goes with this part of the process of starting a business and establishing a foundation, okay? Um, but now that, you know, a year later, just just recently, I finally found the name and I was so nervous to do the to do the search. Mm-hmm. It actually took me a couple weeks to build the confidence to do the search on this name because <laughs> it, it, it felt so right. Um, but at this point, I had been, you know, like basically, you know, kind of triggered, you know, like a little hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> um, by the research results I had over the past year. But I did the search and at this point, you know, it came back clear. It is a strong name. Um, it's not a name that exists um, in, in my industry. And so at this point, I have, um, you know, I'm almost done, you know, finalizing the description for my trademark. And now I'm getting ready to file my trademark. And that's going to be before I even start using the name. So I'm going to be filing an intent to use for my application. Um, and so and I think that that's going to be something that a lot of you all will be able to um, uh, it will resonate with a lot of you all. Um, that hesitation, you know, and how long the process takes to, you know, come up with the name and how important it is to file for the name once you do have that name um, because you know the real estate for trademarks it's it's slimming and it's slimming really quickly mm-hmm. and so if it's something that's important to you um, start the process do the research um, and, and get it filed so that you can have that layer of protection before you much before you you know pour a lot of energy into it because those are all things that can be avoided Last but not least, we learned so much from you in this one episode. Oh my goodness, guys. She touched on the cost of trademarking, the importance of trademarking, okay? She touched on the fact that just because you're legalized doesn't mean that you're federally covered um, and that other people can be operating with your same name. But last but not least, before you go, what are some general Mm -hmm. tips and pointers that you can give to the W Bosses listening on ways that they can legalize, trademark, and protect their growing businesses and brands? What would you say are are the key factors in doing this? Okay, the key factors is definitely going to be pre- preparation. It's going to be research. It's going to be um, reaching out to do a consultation. You know, even if you're not ready, you know, like if you don't have that twelve fifty save up saved up right now. Schedule the consultation. Get the information so that you can have more information and you can, you know, take it more seriously for your brand. Okay, make it more personalized. Um, you know, continue to, you know, do your market research. Make sure you know there are no other individuals or companies out there, you know, with your same name on social media um, or Google and things like that. Um, but definitely going to that attorney is going to give you that next, that higher level of, of research. Okay, you're going to be looking for a lot of different things. Um, 
So definitely research, preparation, um, saving um, so that, you know, your business will have an established foundation that is secure um, and will be able to, you know, be built upon for the years to come without, you know, that worry or stress hanging over you as you continue to build these amazing businesses. Yes, thank you so much, Erica, for those gems. And right before you go, what's next for yourself and your brand? And where can I listen listening find you as far as your website, socials, et cetera, et cetera? We know you have a link to book consultation. So give us everything before you go this afternoon. Yes. Okay. So um, what's next for my personal brand is I am going to be um, actually, like I said, I'm going to be trademarking um, this week um, a new name for my trademark services. So I will be launching soon with that with that name after I've after I filed my application. Um, and um, with that, that means that I'm also going to be, you know, updating my website, updating the services that I am offering um, clients. So that's going to be, you know, offering more templates for individuals, business owners to be able to take advantage of, um, so, you know, from contract templates, um, uh, work for hire agreements, all of those things that will be really important for maintaining your business. I want to be able to make that more accessible for you all. Um, but definitely, you know, in order to keep, you know, keep yourself in the loop, my Instagram is a lot more present than um, any of my other social media. My Instagram is Lawyer. Um, so that's where you can find me. Definitely go follow. Um, I'm starting to, you know, appear on Twitter and TikTok, but, you know, those things are kind of still in the works, so don't judge me too too harshly on those <laughs> And lastly, the um, website is www.stalbertfamilylaw.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Erica, for dropping so many gems this afternoon. I even learned a lot myself, guys, and I hope you guys were able to learn a bunch as well. Thank you, ladies, so much once again for tuning in to the Woman Podcast. You ladies can listen in on this episode on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any podcast system platform there is we are on. Thank you, ladies, so much once again for tuning in, and you ladies will hear me next week. Peace.